the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's no Christmas like a virtual Christmas. And if you enjoyed a virtual Thanksgiving, then you know all about the fun of having a holiday on Zoom. A few weeks ago, the CDC urged us all to... Uh, not travel for Thanksgiving, and instead recommended that uh, you know we host the the holiday virtually. I don't know about you, but we had virtually 21 people live and in person at our Thanksgiving dinner. And guess what? Most people ignored the CDC. There were 6,972 flights the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. That was pointed out at the Daily Caller today. That was only 700 fewer than 2019. And it was actually about 150 more flights than there were uh, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving on 2018. Dr. Fauci said, and this is a quote, each individual family needs to make the decision based upon the risk situation in your own family. And he said he was going to stay home and have a Swanson's dinner or something with his wife. But anyway, he also said that after Thanksgiving, there would be a significant case surge. And NPR estimated that 42% of Americans stayed home this Thanksgiving. That was up uh, 6% from 2019, so that's not much. And here we are almost three weeks later, and there's no surge. And, of course, governors and other state officials around the country are saying that the fact that there was no surge, uh, it's an indication that uh, the peasants listened to their advice, even though the numbers don't back that up. So this is just one more large example of the experts being wrong again. Uh, We're in our own Christmas shutdown right now, which will take us through New Year's Day. And if there's no surge a month from now, we'll be told that it was because we are good subjects and we obeyed our wise leaders. Well, when we come back uh, after the break here, coming up just in a second here, we're going to talk about COVID-19 and how it's been weaponized by people like His Excellency Tom Wolf and Aunt Rachel. And we'll talk about how things are pretty much back to normal in Florida with no shutdown. Also in our second half hour, suicides among teenage athletes are way up. And the shutdowns around the country are to blame for that. Maybe somebody should tell the pediatric psychiatrist who's shutting down sports in our state about that. But anyway, first, when we come back, we're going to tell you about a place where kids are actually sitting on Santa Claus's lap without a mask. Stick around. I grew up poor, which is even worse than being poor. From poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be taught work ethic. I saw it firsthand, and it had a big impression on me. From poor to CEO, the amazing true story of the American dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life. We'll all be able to say free at last! See the movie From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. Available at SalemNow.com. Use promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. 
If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Parents, let's be honest. Many high school and college-age kids seem to have little direction these days. That might be true for your son or daughter. They spend a lot of time gaming, hanging with friends, but nothing seems to lead them on a path to adulthood. You may want them to go to a four-year university, but their grades just don't warrant it. Their lack of passion and direction makes you wonder if a four-year university would even be a wise investment. Here's a better route to consider. The Facilities Management HVAC or Electronics Training Program available through Salem CareerHub.com. They'll learn real-life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now. And at SalemCareerHub.com, you can sign up for these courses at 50% off their regular price. Talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement. They're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push. The place to start? SalemCareerHub.com. You can also call 866-711-6275. 866-711-6275 or SalemCareerHub.com. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. As life gets gets back to normal and we start heading back to work, don't leave your leftover stash of toilet paper exposed to rodents. Send them packing the most humane way with Plug-In Pest Free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, the electromagnetic device that utilises the active wiring in your home or business to keep rodents and pests away. 100% chemical free and environmentally friendly. Just plug it in. It's that simple. My strongest performer, the Pro Unit, is good for most homes and small businesses up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. Is your home or business protected? If not, order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code SAVE20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, we're just a few days into our three-week shutdown uh, because His Excellency and Aunt Rachel just want to, you know, keep us safe. Or is there more to it than that? Um, Have politicians found a new weapon here? Chris Bedford is a senior writer for The Federalist who's traveled all over the country uh, looking at what's going on with COVID and the reaction to it. And the headline of his piece today is, Florida is open, New York is closed, the weaponization of COVID-19. And he joins us now. Chris, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So um, we're in another stupid lockdown here in Pennsylvania. Uh, Meanwhile, Governor DeSantis in Florida just announced, I think today again, that he's not going to be shutting anything down. Uh, You wrote in your piece in The Federalist today about being in Naples recently. What did you see there? You know, it'll make people here sick when, when you describe it, I think. Oh, it's it's very different, I'll tell you, than the weather you're getting in Pennsylvania and I'm getting here in D.C. where it's yeah. – uh, in Naples, the lights are strung out majestically hanging from the lampposts. There's live music on the streets, bands. There's a live manger I saw on the road. The streets are, the streets are completely packed. Kids are sitting on Santa's lap. Uh, 
there are people all throughout the bars and restaurants. I walked into a steakhouse there, and every single bar seat was filled, and people were standing to grab a drink. And there's about, there are some people wearing masks. You see it with some of the young parents who have infant children are wearing masks, and then some of the elderly, not all of them, but some of them. And, but they're still out, and they're dancing and in the street listening to the music and, and out there with their friends. It, it was the first time in the, I've been to about 20, six or 27 states this year and 23 since COVID hit. It was the first time I'd seen normalcy since mid-March, late March. And um, uh, do the people there uh, appreciate that it's not like that everywhere else, or do they think that this just this is the way life is and you know, they don't think about it that much? Florida probably has more of an understanding of what a lot of the other country is going through because a lot of the people who are there have left from other states. They've either moved, like my parents yeah. did, from Massachusetts down to Florida, or they they have family that they've been talk, speaking to who are locked down. I talked to one guy who was trying to visit his daughter for Christmas in New York City, and she called him back and said, Dad, don't come. There's nothing here. There's It's all shut down. There's no restaurants. There's no shops. It's There are police. It's it's not a safe, it's not a nice place to be right now. And that, that was really heartbreaking and it's sad. But in a lot of the country, like here in Washington, D.C., I walk around and everybody's wearing a mask. Two-year-olds are wearing masks with their parents when they're walking outside. And they have no idea that there is freedom just just a few states away. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's amazing. I mean, our restaurants have been shut down here now uh, for the second time totally. Uh, for a few days, and will be until January 4th. So how is Florida doing this uh, without people dropping like flies? I mean, uh, people are dying, and they've had deaths, but they're, they're, the governor is just not giving in. They have had deaths in Florida, but if I was looking at through some of the, the most recent statistics yesterday when I was writing about my time in Florida and around the country, and they've lost about 20,000 people to COVID. Uh, Texas has lost about 24,000. But then you've got New York that's lost 35,000, well more than either of those two states. And of those three states, it's the smallest. So, well, I'm not a scientist, and I can't go into all, every, all the different kinds of details. But I know that there's a lot of pushback and a lot of wondering, what are these measures accomplishing? What is two weeks or three weeks to, to flatten the curve? How is this becoming an unending lockdown until there's no more disease? And those states, at least so far that have said that no one's allowed to leave their home have had at least the same amount of deaths, sometimes more, or sometimes lower, sometimes a little less than the states that have remained free. And it, it's really an expose and human hubris to think that we can control this disease just by ruining everyone's lives. It's interesting. A couple of weeks ago, I had a guy on the show named John Tierney. He writes for, um, maybe you know of him, he writes for the, uh, 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 the um, Manhattan Institute and City Journal. And he yeah. he wrote about the 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 plague, the Black Plague in 1349, and they um, the, every day they their, their way of beating it was they had I forget the number of people it was the same number of men for the same amount of time at the same time every day would walk down the street and beat themselves on the back with uh, scourges you know uh, ropes with with nails in them. And they did that every day, and then the uh, the, the plague disappeared uh, it, like a couple of months later, and they decided that that's what people decided that that's what was the cure, the, the men doing that. And it, you get the same mentality here when you have these lockdowns that, uh, and that was his point, John Tierney's point, is that if you do these lockdowns and then the, the numbers go down, then the, the government idiots can claim that their plan worked. You see that all over the country? Yes, you do see that, and it's such a difference. Just when I, when I first flew to California, when COVID was really raging, and we didn't quite know what was going on yet, probably in April, uh, everything was desolate. The the breweries were shut down, the restaurants were shut down. There were police officers and tape guarding the beaches so that no one could even go swimming in the water. Uh, we drove from there through Nevada and through Utah and Idaho and Wyoming and Wisconsin and started to see the massive differences. We walked into Governor Christy Nome's uh, state house or capital in South Dakota. She asked me, are you doing the COVID thing? And then she gave me a hug because we, <laughs> we, we were friends from before. And it was so refreshing to see people who just weren't living in fear. 
the and there were some people, of course, that were taking things seriously. Some people who were immunocompromised or mm-hmm. who might who might have a lot of comorbidities who were laying low. But it, the governor said that she didn't shut down anyone's way of life because she didn't even see how she, as the governor, had the power to shut down people's private businesses. And I don't know where these other governors feel like they've got it, like Governor Wolf. Well, you would, uh, the media would have you believe that people like Christy Noem and DeSantis in Florida are uh, mass murderers, that they're, they're killing people with their, with their um, policies. And you're seeing the that that's not the case. The media weaponized this completely. Yeah. If you look at Andrew Cuomo and, and if you look at uh, Whitmer over in Michigan, these, the governors were actually gave orders to put COVID patients among the elderly in nursing homes. Mm-hmm. Those people, those are the actual kind of orders that are responsible for human deaths and suffering. Uh, when you see these mayors like de Blasio, who's breaking up religious services while go, letting crime go unpunished, that's the kind of thing that is actually mass murdering and killing people. Uh, DeSantis, the statistics don't line up. I mean, I remember that we were we were given or treated to two weeks of coverage of a meat plant plant in South Dakota and Sioux Falls. There yeah. was a center of the COVID. It was thousands of people. I went back a few weeks later and looked at it. It was one or two people did end up passing, which is sad, but it's not the thousands that were originally reported as having had COVID. And there was no media follow-up because it didn't fit into their weaponization against Governor Christine Well, you haven't seen a media follow-up, uh, at least many of them, uh, on the uh, Thanksgiving surge that didn't happen, that everybody said that was going to be terrible. You had millions of people traveling, and uh, the media seemed to bail out when, it, when there's news like that that doesn't live up to the narrative. This is like a, it's like a fast forward of the global warming doom, doomsayers yeah. that we hear all the time, where they say in every, anywhere between three to 10 years, the whole world will be un- uninhabitable and we'll, we'll be, it'll be unstoppable, the changes in our environment. And then a few years later, when that timeline passes, everyone looks around and they say, well, the science is too complex. You just don't understand. But this yeah. COVID, this is a week to two week incubation period. They should be able to be called out right away. But when they are, they just run to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and are literally censoring Americans from even speaking out against them or doctors from trying to have dissenting points of view. We're uh, talking to Chris Bedford. He's senior editor at The Federalist and vice chairman of the Young, of young Americans for Freedom. Uh, and he's traveled to 23 states since uh, COVID showed up. Um, I, I don't know if you're able to spend enough time in these places to, to notice this, but uh, the media here in Pittsburgh... Uh, they rarely, if ever, challenge the experts. Uh, is that incompetent? And I'm wondering if that's the case around the country, if you've noticed that. And, and if so, is that incompetence or fear, or what is that? That's probably the case around the country. Even in states that I've come across where I've spent some good time that are much more free and, and are stressing civil liberties and not just giving them up, a lot of the press is very much enamored with expertise and with liberal ideas and with control and with safety. These are the kind of things that they, that they, they push for us the kind of way that they've always been. And I think a lot of them are looking up to different media outlets that are bigger than theirs. Some of the national news outlets that they, that they think are something to copy and something to go with. They want to be part of the club. Even in, when we were up in Luzerne County and then down around Philadelphia and all those suburbs, the the press was typically not in the same political wavelength as many of the residents. They 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 believed in the cult of expertise, and it's sad. Well, uh, there's a story uh, you may uh, you're in Washington, so you may see this if you check out the Washington Post today. There's a story in the Washington Post about how uh, teen suicides are, are way up and and what how devastating it's been to young kids to have sports taken away along with school in general. And here in Pennsylvania, uh, they just shut down sports for the, for the winter sports again, for uh, at least until January 4th. But the governor and the health secretary uh, advised uh, the, uh, the schools to cancel all fall sports last summer. And the, uh, the, the schools, uh, the, the, the PIAA, the, the um, organization that runs the, you know, the, the, the uh, youth sports, high school sports, uh, they, they went against their advice and everything went fine. 
No, you know, it was, there was no problem. So here's the issue, though. I read this story today uh, about um, all the trouble that's being caused for kids because of these shutdowns. And the health secretary, who is spewing out all the directives here for the last eight months, is a transgender uh, pediatric psychiatrist. That's who's, that's who's giving us our expert advice on this and they're wrong this is what i that's a long way of asking you about these people is there ever another another example of people being wrong so often and not being called on it and then continuing to be allowed to do the same thing over again without without the media just there should be more of an outcry from the media shouldn't there there should be but the media are complicit in this the much of the media is entirely on the side of governor wolf and and entirely on the side of these lockdowns. They, much of the media, unfortunately, lives in New York City. They live in a bubble where they think that this is normal and this is okay. And a lot of them are extremely uninterested in reporting. I mean, what, what could possibly justify not allowing children to play sports outside? That They're not at risk of COVID. They're not at risk of dying of COVID ever since we stopped using respirators. They don't. This this is complete madness. It should be up to the parents, but these are the same people that and they have this they have this god that they that they appeal to, the god of science, and it's not real science where there's it has to be a controlled experiment with rights and with wrongs and with repeatable results. And this is the kind of science that is just unquestionable uh, expertise. It changes with their politics and with their moods, and it's a very dangerous place for this country to be in. Yeah, and uh, and again, uh, we're talking to Chris Bedford, uh, senior editor at the Federalist, uh, who wrote a piece. So you can see this at Federalist dot com uh, today. But um, I, what I thought was interesting from your stand, your perspective, is that you've been to twenty three states, and uh, there's some federalism going on here, I guess, because the, so many states are different. Uh, each one is uh, is its own laboratory, as they like to say, uh, and. Um, there doesn't seem they don't seem to be going to school on each other. You know, they're it's, it's one state next door to another. You know, I've always wondered. I remember being here in Washington D.C. and there was a massive snowstorm, and the gov- the mayor completely bungled it, and we were locked down for about a week. People weren't able to go outside. You couldn't drive. You had to dig yourself out of the house. And I remember thinking, I know that you lack the expertise, but you just had a meeting of all of the mayors of America here this past weekend, which meant you have met, you had mayors from Pittsburgh, you had mayors from Boston, you had mayors from Albany. Did you ever think to ask one of them for any advice on how to deal with this snowstorm? These people are so just inner looking and so interested in their own power and their own expertise and so proud that they're not willing to look around. And here in Washington, D.C., you can't sit at a bar and get a drink if you want to or get a meal. But if I just walk a few miles to Maryland, at least before this last round of shutdowns, I could sit at the bar. Things were spaced out. There is this experiment in federalism, and it's it's pretty wild uh, to see. I just wish that more governors would look around and learn as opposed to being so ideological about it. I only have 30 seconds left here. I'm just wondering, you know, if politicians don't like to give up power. As long as the media keep accepting their orders, how can this insanity end? I mean... Uh, the media, or as you say, are complicit in this. I, I don't. I wonder when it's going to end because it's given them a left-wing wish list. They've able. They've been able to shut down the churches, but have the protests. Shut down protests they don't like while allowing those that they do like. They've been able to take over our elections and change how we how we vote. It's an un, uh, incredible amount of left-wing wish list that they've had. I just heard an advertisement on public radio for a public radio show that said the next public health crisis is going to be driver's license for legal immigrants because of COVID. This is just a wish list of everything that they want. And so far, they've been able to get it with the help of the media and frightened people. Well, I don't know when it's going to end either. Chris, I appreciate you being on. Always good to have you. And uh, thanks for doing this. Good luck in the storm. Thanks for having me. All right. That's Chris Bedford of The Federalist. And we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A major winter storm is poised to drop as much as two feet of snow in some places over the next 24 hours. Heavy snow has been falling for a couple of hours in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. 
where forecasters say a six-decade-old record for a December snowfall could be broken. With sleet, snow, and high winds expected to enter the evening and overnight, officials were imposing lower interstate speed limits and phasing in restrictions on trucks and other commercial vehicles due to the nor'easter. The Commerce Department reporting retail sales fell 1.1% in November, the biggest drop in seven months. And the Fed ending its latest policy meeting will keep its short-term benchmark interest rate pegged near zero. The Fed has had its key rate there since March. Stocks finishing mixed. The Dow was off 44 points. The Nasdaq gained 63. This is SRN News. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. WPGP AM 1250 The Answer. What's the biggest Christmas miracle you can imagine this season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for for all of 2021? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes and we could be paying your rent or mortgage for all of 2021. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to theanswerpgh.com slash This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy & Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do. To protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. What if the music stopped? If the familiar voices were silenced? If there were no breaking news updates? What if your companion and connection to your community came with a monthly fee? Don't worry, we're free local radio with you wherever you go. Celebrating 100 years and looking forward to the next 100. We are broadcasters. Text radio to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on your local TV and radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. The COVID-19 pandemic continues to weigh on us. While we all feel helpless... Remember, there is much we can do to protect ourselves, our family, and friends, all of us. Simply get in the habit of wearing a mask and maintain six feet of space between yourself and others in public. Wash your hands often and stay home if you feel sick. It takes all of us to combat COVID-19. Go to cdcfoundation.org to learn more. AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer Mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Watch out for some slick conditions on the highways. An inbound 51 remains shut down with an accident between Mall Drive and Glenburn Drive. Starting to clear up on the Parkway West as far as delays. Still a minor slowdown outbound. Green Tree to Carnegie. Also seeing a number of accidents around the area. There's one on the eastbound turnpike. It blocks the left lane between Beaver Valley and Cranberry. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. 
winter storm warning remains in effect through Thursday morning. Snow early tonight, tapering off late. Storm total snowfall 4 to 8 inches. Untreated roads will be snow-packed and slippery. We'll see a low tonight of 28. Tomorrow will be cloudy with flurries. Tomorrow's high, 34. Tomorrow night, cloudy with a couple of flurries, low 28. Friday, rather cloudy. Friday, we'll see a high of 35. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Kids in Pennsylvania had sports taken away from them on Saturday by the pediatric psychiatrist who happens to be the health secretary of Pennsylvania, and that's not going to be good for their mental health. Depression and suicides are up. Roman Stubbs has spent the past few months writing about the effects of lockdowns on teenage athletes. He joins us now. Roman, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So uh, here in Pennsylvania on Saturday, the uh, the governor and the health secretary shut down all youth extracurricular activities, and that, of course, includes sports, until at least uh, January 4th. After the research you did for this story in today's post, uh, does that mean does that seem like a good idea to you to be shut, shutting down sports again? Trying to they, they tried earlier, they didn't do it, but they did it this time. Yeah, well, obviously, it's not my place to you know uh, kind of make um, calls on whether it's a good or, or bad idea. Right. I will say that it's that these decisions um, uh, have been very complex and complicated. Um, and I think, you know, uh, in some form or the other, I've been writing, I'm trying to write about this issue um, for much of the past, you know, six, eight months, um, just mm-hmm. examining how leaders are trying to, um, specifically for young athletes, um, kind of navigate um, the pandemic, the risks of the virus. And then on the flip side, what are those consequences or potential consequences and, and potential risks of of taking away um, school, um, sports, um, you know, uh, kind of diminishing social circles for kids, things of that nature. So, um, I think what we're seeing in so many different states is, are these really nuanced, um, difficult decisions being made and, and, um, kind of a, a myriad of, of fallout, um, you know, with, with kids, um, in particular. Yeah, well, they, they um, here in Pennsylvania, they adv- the uh, the governor and the health secretary advised against sports being played in the fall, and the state organization for high school sports, the PIAA, ignored their avi- advice. Um, those that means that thousands of kids uh, did play and would not have played if not if if the so-called experts would have been uh, listened to. So, is it? Um, does it vary from location to location with what's going on with short, uh, sports being shut down and and the reaction to it? Sure, yeah, and I, you know, it does vary. Um, what you know, what I've kind of found in my reporting um, is that um, you know a lot of the, the decisions are being you know kind of thrust on local jurisdictions and school districts. Um, you know. Um, you know, the, the governor and, uh, it can say one thing and recommend one thing. The health, um, you know, experts can recommend one thing. But at the end of the day, school districts, um, school boards and, and, um, individual schools are actually the ones in a lot of cases making the decisions on whether to play or not. Um, you know, uh, you know, we've seen this, um, obviously in Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh, we saw it with football in particular there. We've seen it in Connecticut um, with the formation of, of, you know, I wrote a story about the formation of a private football league that parents put together after uh, football was, you know, um, canceled there. Um, You know, in Illinois, the State Athletic Association was ready to move forward with basketball after uh, Governor Pritzker, uh, you know, recommended against it. Obviously, the state moved into a new level of, of restrictions, and, and so basketball was eventually canceled uh, or at least postponed. But there's been a lot of, um, you know, jurisdictions and, and organizations um, that have gone in different routes, um, taking these recommendations at times and, and trying to maybe defy them. And so I think that's also been fascinating as we're really seeing um, – 
kind of those 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 fault lines of decision making uh, play out in really different ways across different states. In your reporting, have you come across states or districts where they made the decision to play sports and then regretted it because they had problems? Have any? Have you come across any? Um, major problems as a result of kids playing sports? You know, I haven't. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, I haven't seen any concrete evidence that, um, you know, that, um, you know, school districts have, have regretted playing. Um, you know, I do know that um, in Arizona, for example, um, there have been, you know, examples in states where, the virus has been spread, uh, in sporting, um, you know, instances or in, in during competition. I I know that happened or at least officials, um, said that was happening in Arizona in November. But, um, yeah, I think there's this huge debate about whether, um, you know, kids, uh, you know, are, are at risk, um, when they're playing and, um, you know, obviously there's, there's huge concerns about, you know, the, the, the mental and emotional, um, impact that it's having on when they're not allowed to play. So, um, you know, obviously I haven't come across any schools that have regretted it, but, um, you know, there obviously is fierce debate about, like I said at the top about, um, you know, what are the implications and consequences for kids, um, on both sides of the decision. We're talking to Roman Stubbs. He's a sports reporter for the Washington Post. You can read his piece uh, today at WashingtonPost.com. Um, you wrote about a 13-year-old uh, girl, a volleyball player in Washington State, who committed suicide. An unbelievably sad story. Um, 13 years old. Uh, do her parents believe it was the shutdown that that uh, did it? Well, obviously, uh, this is you know. So there's never, uh, you know, a, a singular reason, yeah, right. um, or there, there, you can't point to one particular thing um, with suicide. But obviously, in this case, um, there was a belief that, yeah, that that isolation um, had been impacting uh, um, their daughter, and um, as it has impacted everybody um, in so many ways. But obviously. Um, you know, many experts believe that uh, that kids, especially uh, teenagers, are kind of uh, more at risk um, than others with with dealing with the isolation and kind of the the fade of of um, their social circles and and school and sports. So, um, yeah, I, I think that what was so stunning for them was that um, you know their daughter didn't show any signs of of depression or suicidal thoughts in, in, you know, the weeks and months leading up to it. And so, um, it's just incredibly sad and, and there's, there's just really no singular explanation for it. They do believe that yes, isolation had been impacting her, but at the end of the day, they're, they're kind of left with, you know, this, um, this really difficult, um, kind of, of, of uh, reckoning with, you know, um, those questions, of, of yeah. what could have gone wrong. So now, is teen suicide a bigger problem uh, um, outside of the whole uh, pandemic issue? Uh, is suicide a bigger problem, maybe, than a lot of people or most people realize? Well, you know, obviously, medical officials and experts are are fearful that you know that uh, teen suicide uh, will spike. Obviously, those statistics. Um, will come in, in the weeks, months, years ahead. But um, I do think that there is a, a, a worry that um, that there's just so much more depression and anxiety that's become uh, becoming uh, uh, so prevalent with teens during the pandemic. Um, you know, the CDC, uh, you know, at one point during the pandemic had released a, a survey that they had done and said that one in four kids had had suicidal thoughts, um, during the pandemic. Um, so there, there definitely had been, um, so many reports of, of this and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's become an issue in so many different States. And, and so, um, obviously there's, 
you know, mental health researchers and experts are really worried that, yes, this is um, really on the rise and that, uh, you know, it's, it's become a huge issue uh, uh, from a public health standpoint. Something that just occurred to me now is that uh, I'm an older guy and, you know, I come from a, an age when uh, pickup sports were as important to us as organized sports are now. And I don't think it's the case now, from based on my experience with my kids and grandkids. And they, um, I'm just wondering if uh, this is any kind of an. And I'm just throwing this out there because I just thought of it now. I'm just wondering if there's any indication that maybe kids are too dependent on their organized sports. I'm just looking now. Uh, we have snow falling here in in uh, in Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh. And I, I uh, on a day like this, if we were if school had been canceled. Uh, and this would include the guys who played high school football. We'd be out today playing football in the snow. We, and I, and any day off, what we did was play sports. I just wonder if, you know, this is some kind of indication that the that there's almost too much dependence on their uh, for their happiness on organized sports. Sure, and you know, I've, I've obviously heard that that question posed. Um, you know that you know this may be has exposed the kind of the over um, or the, the kind of the, the dramatic uh, importance or um, kind of maybe the, the over importance that is placed on sports in general. Um, yeah. I think one, one thing it, it, it should do is, is really hopefully um, make mental health um, kind of a component of youth sports moving forward. Um, you know, uh, and I've heard, uh, you know, plenty of, of therapists and, and people I've talked to in the field um, just talk about how, um, you know, coaches and parents need to be more, um, you know, just more direct and, and maybe just more cognizant of, of athletes and uh, their their kids' mental health. Um, and, and so hopefully that becomes a bigger piece uh, moving forward, not just for kids who play sports, but all kids. So, um, hopefully that we've seen a lot of mental health resources being poured into, you know, professional and college sports in the past, you know, five, 10 years. And hopefully there's, there is that trickle down, um, effect where, um, it is playing a bigger role in, in youth sports. And it's something that's being talked about and, and, um, you know, the stigma of mental health is hopefully, um, something that's going away and, and, after the pandemic, it's it's becoming more of a bigger piece in conversation with kids as they play sports. Um, and you've done a lot of reporting on this stuff um, since the pandemic started, the, the sports and the cultural effects and everything. What is it about sports uh, that is so important for kids' mental health? Why is it why is it so important right now to the point where they will would be driven to suicide by having it taken away? Well, I think, you know, sports is important uh, for so many different reasons for kids. Um, obviously, as I mentioned, it's 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 what so many kids rely on for their social circles, um, mm-hmm. for their emotional well-being. Um, you know, they just they learn so many um, different skills and, and develop, um, you know, um, confidence and, and um, belief in, in so many different um uh, characteristics as they mature through sports, uh, you know, according to experts. And so, um, but I do think it's that big piece of, of what kids, a lot of kids are really missing out on is, is that social element, interacting, being active, um, you know, without that. Um, I think there's been a lot of, uh, obviously a lot of depression, anxiety that has, has come with that void. So, um, you know, uh, obviously it's really underscored how important sports is for, um, kids and, and, um, just, just how, uh, passionate, um, parents and coaches and, um, community leaders are about, you know, um, having sports for their kids and having it offered. Um, it's obviously become a huge issue. So, um, yeah. I only have about 30 seconds left. Uh, just real quickly, if you can tell me, do you get the feeling that the people who are ordering these shutdowns are aware of the seriousness of the problem that you've you've been reporting on? 
Well, yeah, I think they're obviously taking um, everything into account, and, and obviously this has been, you know, hopefully it's been a conversation that's that's started um, at every state level. You know, every, um, you know, from from my point of view, um, most school leaders are talking about this. Most coaches are talking about this. A lot of parents are talking about this. So, you know, I think that. That, that it has been taken hopefully into consideration. But at the end of the day, I think it goes back to um, just that really complicated and, and nuanced question that leaders are facing right now. And that's weighing, um, you know, the, the safety and um, yeah. well-being of the community against the virus um, with the potential fallout of, of the, the restrictions that they're placing. So um, it's, it's certainly complex. Roman, I appreciate you uh, coming on and uh, talking about this. Thank you very much. Yep. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Okay. That's Roman Stubbs of the Washington Post. You can find the story at WashingtonPost.com, and we'll be right back. Still paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance, or maybe you settled with a ministry plan, some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need? This is John Stagerwald from my friends at Marley Financial. And every agency offers the same stuff, well, except Marley Financial. Marley Financial now offers a unique ACA clone that looks, feels, and most importantly, acts just like a Blue Cross plan. In fact, it's even better. You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. Does your plan do that? Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. Contact Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. You don't have to wait until open enrollment, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. By now, you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it's literally changed my life. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape. Made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a standard queen premium my pillow for twenty nine ninety eight. Originally sixty nine ninety eight. That's a forty dollars savings. Kings are only five dollars more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen premium, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need. 
to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to VantagePointSoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Uh, you know, if we were going to have a, uh, a, a woman be the vice president and a Democrat woman be a vice president uh, who's most likely going to become president about 20 minutes after the inauguration, as uh, Kamala Harris is, uh, I would have been a lot happier with someone like Tulsi Gabbard. Now, she's uh, from Hawaii. She was uh, she ran for president for a while, and uh, she got ignored. And they 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 could tell the Democrats didn't like her because she has you know common sense, and she kept making common sense statements. And she trashed uh, Kamala Harris, really really trashed her during the debates, and knocked her out of the out of the running actually for the in the primary. Uh, of course, she is now back in because some a man picked her to be his vice president, but. Gabbard uh, has introduced the Protect Women's Sports Act, and it's uh, with a, another member of Congress, a Republican, whose name I can't remember right now. But um, So it's a bipartisan thing. But uh, their criticism of the bill came from some of her liberal friends, and uh, she says, My Protect Women's Sports Act simply protects the rights and interests of girls and women who participate in sports so they can compete on a level playing field. Denying biological differences between men and women undermines the reason why Title IX was created in the first place. My Protect Women's Sports Act is based on science. It safeguards equality and ensures a level playing field for girls and women competing in sports. It upholds Title IX's original intent, which was based on the general biological distinction between men and women athletes based on sex. What a, what a crazy concept, Tulsi. Then she says, Title IX was created out of recognition of a biological distinction between men and women and the need to make sure women and girls have equal opportunities to compete on a level playing field in sports. My bill upholds the original intent of Title IX and strengthens it. That's all. Now it's a fact. Biological males hold a physical advantage over biological females when it comes to sports. So, again, Tulsi Gabbard has the nerve to show some common sense and liberals don't like her. She's very liberal in some other ways, but if I had to have a Democratic woman as vice president, she would be it. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.